John Samus was a Presbyterian minister from Indiana who wrote more than 100 hymns of the Christian faith. One of them is called Trust and Obey. The chorus says, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. The sentiment of the hymn is what Moses was trying to convey to the generation of Israelites about to enter the promised land. The obedience of faith was something their parents and grandparents failed to exercise, which is why the Lord let them die in the wilderness. Moses could not have been clearer with his countrymen. God's blessings in the promised land were for those who obeyed him. Likewise, curses or consequences would fall upon the disobedient. I'm Ron Jones, and this is something good. Last words are very often important words. Today, Dr. Ron Jones takes you to the final words of Moses, right here on Something Good Radio. Hello, I'm Brian Davis. Welcome to Ron's continuing teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Well, the book of Deuteronomy is something of a farewell address from Moses to the Israelites. Three separate farewell addresses to be exact. Moses shares them about one month before his death. Words of wisdom designed to help the Israelites and to help you and me enjoy the abundant, joyful Christian life. Today's message is straight ahead. Stay right here or listen on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Now, here's Ron with part two of his Something Good Radio message, Deuteronomy, Remembering God's Law. Jesus wanted his disciples to surely understand the connection between love and obedience and uh, fellowship with him and the Father. Do you remember on the night before he was crucified in the upper room, he said these words, John chapter 14 and verse 27, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now let's break that down a little bit. Jesus says, if you have my commandments and you keep them, then you can sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. But don't sing that song if you're walking in known disobedience. He says, the proof is, is in the walk. If you have my commandments, if you know what's right to do, if I, I've told you what to do and you don't do it, you can't say that you love me. But he goes on to say, those who do uh, keep my commandments um, will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Let me, let me say that another way. He and the Father will say, come in a little bit closer. We want you to get to know us, and we want to get to know you, and there's closeness and fellowship. Again, disobedience doesn't lead to a loss of salvation. But one of the consequences of disobedience is a loss of intimacy with God. Amen. Broken fellowship. And you may be saying, you know, Pastor, I just don't feel as close to Jesus as I did six months ago or six years ago. He hasn't moved. Maybe you have. And the role of the Holy Spirit is to bring to our attention, to bring the conviction of sin. If there's an area of your life or my life, he says, listen, that obedience thing, remember what I told you to do? You need to go do it. 
the obedience of faith. What was the step of faith he told you to take? What was the act of obedience that you've been stubborn about? I got to move on. Second principle, the principle of generational transfer. <laughs> this is another mountain peak in uh, uh, the book of Deuteronomy. And I, I want you to you know, step back, uh, climb the 14er in Colorado, stand on the mountain peak and just scan Deuteronomy, take in the scene. 120-year-old Moses, uh, just about a month before he dies, standing before the next generation of Israelites. They're getting ready to go in and take uh, possession of the promised land. Uh, Moses is uh, full of vim and vigor. Uh, he knows that he doesn't have much time to say what the Lord has commanded him to say. Uh, there's no time to waste here. Oftentimes when we read the Bible, we don't sense the urgency Grammatically, we might put an exclamation point by a sentence, but you need to read Deuteronomy with a strong sense of urgency. As Moses knows, time is running out and he needs to communicate this to the next generation. And hopefully, parents and grandparents, you sense the same urgency about your kids and your grandkids. Time is running out. To make that generational transfer of faith and values. Long before we started on the ultimate road trip through the Bible, I'd been thinking about, probably for six or eight months, a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 13 and verse 22. It says this, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I'll let that sink in a little bit. I hear at least Three generations mentioned in that verse. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Wow. How, how many? That your, your great grandkids. I don't know, whatever that is. And certainly we could think about that uh, financially. Catherine and I have been giving some thought to that, of the resources that God has given to us. Well, a good man thinks about how to pass that on to his children's children. We're thinking about how to, how to impact generations to come of Joneses, just with what God has entrusted to us. But you can think otherwise about it. In fact, the principle of generational transfer found in Deuteronomy is less about the passing of money and valuable assets onto the next generation as it is the conveying or the transfer of biblical values to the next generation although both should be considered. And certainly if you have wealth to transfer to the next generation, don't transfer the wealth without the corresponding wisdom to live life God's way and, and handle it as a steward and not spend through everything. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. The, conversely, a not so good man dies broke. And, and spends everything and, and, and lives in a way that he never considers passing on valuable assets or biblical values to the next generation. Here's what I'm saying, parents. You are the primary disciple makers, parents and grandparents, of your children and grandchildren. That responsibility weighs heavily on your shoulders and mine. 
And yes, you can partner with the church, and yes, you need a community of faith, but we don't have the time or the proximity that you have to your kids and your grandkids. You are the primary disciple makers. You have a little small group you're a part of. It's called your family. Imagine that. Parents, grandparents, lead out. Make sure those kids and those grandkids learn what you've learned in your journey with God. Start with your own testimony that you share with them. Now, I hear some parents saying, oh, preacher, I don't want to get preachy with my kids. I want them to kind of find their own way, you know, learn, learn their own way. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? Because here's the deal. Somebody is preaching to your kids every day. You know who they are? Their names are Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, and to some extent, Facebook. And if you don't know what TikTok is, here's, here's the deal. TikTok time is running out. For you to take the risk of preaching to your kids. Again, here's Moses. I haven't got much time. You know, I'm going to die on Mount Nebo 30 days from now. Listen to what I say. Run the risk of your kids or your grandkids rolling their eyes and saying, I get it, okay, I've heard it. No, say it, say it again, and say it until they can repeat it to you. Say it until it's coming out of their ears and out of their nostrils. And take the risk sometimes of looking at your kids and your grandkids and saying, listen, I'm Moses. Listen to what I have to say. You have the right to do that, parents. In fact, it is your primary discipleship responsibility to speak into their lives because we're just one generation from losing it. Europe is one generation ahead of us. The tepid spirituality of Europe, America's not far behind. We're experiencing right before our very eyes the loss of our history in America. Somebody needs to go back and read George Washington's farewell address. What an intellectual giant this man was. Don't think about canceling him. Are you kidding me? Our founding fathers were brilliant men. But we're one generation. This is the generation that has lost it. So bring that down to your family. What's your family heritage going to look like a generation or two from now? A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Are your grandchildren and great-grandchildren going to be talking about your faith? You've got to do something about that now to leave that legacy, that inheritance for them. You say, oh, my kids are long gone. No, they're not. It's never too late. Let them roll their eyes. Let them push back. There will be a time when you say it again and it intersects their life at a different point, maybe a point of crisis, and they'll listen to you. And even if they don't, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, but keep leading them to the water of life. And one day, Lord willing, they'll learn that Jesus will satisfy their thirsty soul. The principle of generational transfer. Dr. Ron Jones will be right back with the second half of today's message, Deuteronomy, Remembering God's Law. 
Stop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to find out more about the ministry, to ask our ministry team to pray for you, or to order selected resources from our online store. And here's something else for you. Today, Ron wants to bless you with a new resource that goes along with the series that you're hearing now, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. He has written a book by the same title, two beautifully designed hardback editions that cover the Old and New Testament. And both volumes can be yours today when you give your gift of $50 or more. That's volume one and two of Ron's book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. This is our way of saying thank you for your generous gift to support the ministry of Something Good Radio. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. Let's rejoin Ron for the rest of today's message, Deuteronomy, Remembering God's Law. The third principle is the principle of faithfulness. This one's fun. Deuteronomy 29 and verse five, just one of these nuggets uh, that I love in Deuteronomy. The Lord says through Moses, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandals have not worn off your feet. What, what a miracle of the Lord and, and an incredible description of his faithfulness during these, these years. Now, I have some old shoes in my closet that my wife would probably love for me to throw away. None of them 40 years old. None of them that have lasted that long. But the Lord reminds them of his faithfulness. Did you take any time this week to just remember? Remember, Deuteronomy is a book of remembrance, the second law. We're going over this again and again and again. Did you take any time this week to remember the Lord's faithfulness in your life? I was in Washington, D.C. for a day this week. I drove up in the morning, had some business to attend to and some ministry as well. I had a great lunch with an old friend and, and we encouraged one another. Uh, but before I left town, I, um, I took a little detour off I-95 and drove to our old neighborhood. We lived in D.C. for about 10 years before uh, we came here and served the Lord. And um, I drove through our old neighborhood and drove down that path, that road, uh, to where our kids went to high school. And just kind of a trip down memory lane. And I, I was overwhelmed with God's faithfulness. Because th those were some challenging years. I won't get into, go into all the details, but... God was faithful to the Joneses financially. He was faithful to our kids, and just, just a whole bunch of things. I came back and I shared the experience with Catherine, and I remember her saying, yeah, and she says, I can't even remember a time in our house where we called a repairman in. Uh, she, God was just so faithful during that time, and, and, and it was just great to have that time of remembrance. I had to call the repairman out a few times on my house here, trust me, but uh, it was just a great time of remembrance of the faithfulness of God. And by the way, your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandals have not worn off your feet applied to the generation that died in the wilderness too. 
And herein we have that New Testament principle about the severity and the goodness of God. You see that in the wilderness. His severity to hold those accountable who fell into unbelief and walked in disobedience. No, you're not going into the promised land to experience the abundant life. But the goodness of God who even takes care of his disobedient kids. Isn't that like a heavenly father to do that? When your kids have been disobedient, don't you still love them? Feed them dinner at night, buy them shoes to wear and clothes to wear. You know, he's, he, he's a father who loves us and takes care of us. Finally, I see the principle of greatness in the book of Deuteronomy, and here's where I wanna go to the end of the book, chapter 34. Yeah, that chapter that was probably added on later, um, after Moses' death, and a chapter that uh, some say Joshua might have added in because it's reminiscent of those 30 days of uh, mourning and the time that Moses scales Mount Nebo, catches a glimpse of the promised land, he dies. And in chapter 34, verses 10 through 12, it says this, and you wouldn't expect Moses to write this about himself, but you know, that's, that's why we say somebody else probably did. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and for the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. There's nobody like Moses. I mean, Moses was, was this iconic leader uh, who, who carried the Israelites uh, like a, a shepherd who carries his sheep through the, the epic experiences of uh, the wilderness. He was the one who said to Pharaoh and had the courage to say, let my people go. And he was with them for 40 years. I mean, he's Moses. Usually when we want to elevate a leader and say, this, this person is unlike anybody, we say, that person's Moses. The principle of greatness. But that principle of greatness doesn't just stop with Moses. Because here's where the Christ connection is. And I told you on our ultimate road trip through the Bible, in every book of the Bible, we're going to make a Christ connection. We did in Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers, now Deuteronomy. It's all one story, one main character in the Old Testament. They're leaning toward the Christ who is to come. In the New Testament, we're looking back on Jesus who is the Christ and came and died and rose again from the dead. Where is the forward look to the Christ who is to come? And what does it have to do with the greatness of Moses? I'm glad you asked. Turn with me to chapter 18 of Deuteronomy. And Moses says to the children of Israel in his second address, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers, it is to him you shall listen. This was a prophecy. In the future, this is going to happen, he says. So, question is, who is the prophet like Moses? 
Well, we don't have time to go to all the references, but in the New Testament, we learn in John chapter 1 and verse 21, Acts chapter 3, 22, Acts 7 and verse 37, and Hebrews 3 verses 1 to 6, all in agreement that Jesus is the prophet like Moses, but with greater glory and greater greatness. And in the life of Jesus and his ministry, we talk about the threefold ministry of Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. We see that in Moses, who was a prophet. Through Moses came the Levitical priesthood and all the teachings there. And although they never crowned him king, he was their leader for all these years. And so in Moses, who was great and iconic in and of himself, we have a foreshadowing and a picture of Jesus who was like Moses, but according to the writer of Hebrews, was much greater, of greater glory. And so here we have, uh, again, the book of Deuteronomy, which is so delicious, right? Say that with me, Deuteronomy is delicious. And here's one of the reasons why. You can feast on the Lord Jesus Christ, whom Moses said, there's someone coming after me from among you, and he says, it is to him you shall listen. And the Hebrew sense of the word listen is to listen with the intent of doing it and putting it into practice. Isn't that good? The principle of obedience, principle of generational transfer, the principle of faithfulness, the principle of greatness. I say, get to Jesus as fast as you can, okay? And remember just to do what he tells you to do. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message, Deuteronomy, Remembering God's Law. Ron, today marks the end of the first road trip you're taking through the entire Bible, the first of eight. So before we move ahead to road trip number two, any final thoughts from either today's message or from this first road trip in general? You know, Brian, the title of today's message is uh, Deuteronomy, Remembering God's Law. It's not uh, reading the law or even knowing the law. We can know something at a subconscious level, but that's not the same as possessing consistent recall. The key word is remember. And what we've said a couple of times here in the early portion of the series, and you and I have both said this, in fact, is that repetition leads to remembrance. We saw this in Leviticus when God repeated himself over and over again. And now we see it again here in Deuteronomy in Moses' farewell address to the Israelites. He tells them to obey the Word of God, to meditate on the Word of God, uh, and to teach it to their children when they sit in their houses and walk by the way, and when they lie down, and when they rise. Again, we see the importance of, of repetition, of meditation, of speaking the Word of God to the next generation consistently and continually. And that's what we all should be doing. It is in the repetition and remembrance of God's Word that we experience consistent regeneration and growth. Uh, We move forward in our faith. Uh, Without it, we ultimately become spiritually starved. Our spirits become weakened, which makes it far more possible for us to, to give in to the desires of the flesh. We as believers in Jesus Christ, Brian, must be feeding our spirits the way we feed our bodies every day, all the time. This is absolutely essential to our spiritual growth and to the building of greater and greater intimacy 
in our relationship with God. That's Dr. Ron Jones with some final thoughts about the importance of meditating on God's Word and training the next generation to do the same. Well, Ron, next time you'll launch our second road trip through the Bible. Tell us what we can expect as you continue your teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Well, Brian, the next road trip begins where Deuteronomy leaves off. Deuteronomy covered about uh, 60 days of activity, 30 days of Moses giving his farewell address, and 30 days of the Israelites mourning his death. Uh, Next comes the book of Joshua, the beginning of road trip number two, and uh, a book that covers about 25 to 30 years of Israel's history. And that's what this next road trip is all about, history. Uh, the first five books of the Bible, the books of the law, are the, um, uh, are the Pentateuch. The next 12 books, from Joshua through the book of Esther, these are the Old Testament historical books. And the historical books begin here in Joshua, with the Israelites poised to take possession of the Promised Land. Not just enter it, but possess it. And that's where we're headed next time, right here on Something Good Radio. Join us then for Something Good when Ron shares his message, Joshua, Possessing the Promised Land. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.